Hi love and welcome to Lovely with Lana. I'm Lana, your podcast host, here to talk about all things Pilates, wellness, fashion, lifestyle, and of course, it has to be pink. Well, not all the time, but most of the time at least. I hope that you absolutely love this episode and let's get right into it. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy that you decided to click on and listen in. If you are new, an extra special welcome to you. Whether you found me through social media, scrolling through Spotify or Apple, or just randomly somehow found me, I'm happy that you're here, you're in the right place at the right time. And if you're returning, as always, hugs and kisses. I'm so proud of this little wellness princess community growing and becoming the best versions of ourselves. Be sure to follow this podcast, give it a rating, give it a review, do the shebang. It really does just, I don't know, it's just the perfect gift for me when I see you girls appreciating the podcast, DMing me, asking me for episodes that you want, and really interacting with it because sometimes it genuinely does feel like I'm only talking to myself in my room alone in the dark. And so it's really nice to know that I do have a community that is listening, that is attentive, and that appreciates all of the work that I do put in to this podcast to keep it running because it is a lot of work on top of being a student and working part-time. Okay, so I'm going to get into setting the mood and the high and the low. Last week in episode 90, I asked if you girls wanted me to keep these segments. I've had these since the start of the entire podcast, and I thought, you know, maybe you girls genuinely don't care what I'm doing, but apparently you do. So here they are. Setting the mood, it is currently at 9.25 p.m. on a Sunday evening, and girls, I know I said I was going to prioritize sleep this year, but It's just not in the books for me. Like for the next few weeks, it is a very busy season at school on top of part-time working and this podcast and social media in general. It is a lot on my plate and I'm really trying to prioritize, you know, sleep and eating healthy and working out. And sometimes something has to give. So unfortunately, sleep is going to be on the back burner for this week because I have so many other things on my plate. And I think that's really the true epitome of balance is understanding where your priorities lie. So this week, my priority is not really sleep. Last week, it was. This week, my priority is more working, staying productive, getting all my homework done, studying for midterms, etc. because that's the kind of week that I'm in. And that's all about balance. And some weeks, it's a lot more social and I'm hanging out with a ton of people. Other weeks, it's a lot more, you know, busy studying. And that's okay. It's okay to just have weeks that are different priorities and you prioritize different things during different weeks and that is totally normal and that's how I live a healthy and balanced lifestyle. So yes, I have a face mask on. I have my pink fuzzy robe. I have the lights dimmed low and only like my pink LED lights. I am standing up on a standing desk because I was sitting all day coding, so my back hurts. Earlier today, I was running outside as the sun was setting. Then I did a lift session, which I haven't lifted weights in like probably over a month because I was dealing with some bad body image, to be completely honest. And sometimes when people make commentary like, oh, you're getting too muscular, And then you start like, you know, going down that rabbit trail. We're not going to go down that rabbit trail. And I just like to work out in ways that make my body feel good. And if lifting weights once in a while, once a week, couple times a week makes me feel good, that's what I'm going to do. All right. So a high and a low. A high is I had a really, really productive weekend. Normally weekends are tough for me because I go into this mental spiral where I struggle to just work and I'm procrastinating a lot and I'm not productive. But this week I really approached 
my weekend in a different manner and almost like like a game, like how much can I get done within this weekend? And I really did get a lot done and I'm feeling really on top of it. And, you know, I'm just, the vibes are good just because I really took care of myself. I did self-care. I did my everything shower. I worked out. I ate a really healthy dinner. I baked healthy banana bread this morning. But in the meantime, I was also studying a lot and doing the things that I needed to be done. And that just feels so good when I was so busy, I didn't even have time to like sit and scroll through social media. A low is probably the fact that I am quite stressed out. So while I am on top of the world, I do have a lot of homework assignments where even I'm talking to you now, like I'm thinking about, uh uh-oh, like when am I going to get all of these done? It's a lot of projects and assignments to work on. And it can be really overwhelming, especially if, you know, we're all kind of nearing midterm seasons together. And sometimes we need to take a step back and again, reprioritize our lives, what's most important. And if that means, you know, having to skip the gym you know, once or twice that week, or maybe not hanging out with friends as much, then that's okay. That's just what you have to do to get through it. All right, now I'm going to a shout out, but not a positive one. So normally I shout one of you fabulous girls out because you leave a Spotify, like you answer my little Spotify question I leave under every single episode, or you leave me an Apple podcast review if you're an Apple girly. That's normally how you get a shout out, but I'm going to do not a positive one because... I'm kind of in an aggressive mood and I'm ready to just tear someone down in a nice way. Okay, we're not mean around here, but in a nice way. Okay, in episode 89, which is Dating in Boys 101, I asked a very like basic question. Are you single in a situationship or in a relationship? Most of you girls are single. A couple of you are in a relationship. I remember Charlotte, hopefully by this point, has talked to the boy that she was in love with for three years. Uh, Charlotte, you really, really do DM me and tell me how it goes. I want to know. But anyway... Someone today decided to poop on this beautiful party that we were having, and it was I Lil, I I don't know. You obviously didn't put your name on there because if I said what you said, I'd be ashamed. Anyway, you said you're basically telling girls how to be so a guy likes them. What the F? I don't think we should change or be more feminine or fertile to be attractive. Guys should like us just the way we are. Okay, babe, did you even listen to the episode? I don't think you did. Obviously, someone can't listen around here. This is what really makes me angry about haters is like really commit to listening to the episode and like figuring out where I'm coming from before you like speak. Otherwise, you're just embarrassing yourself and digging yourself into a grave. Anyway, so if you actually listen to episode 89, I did factually talk about what guys find attractive. Before I even mentioned any of that, I talked about how you shouldn't change for a guy, how you shouldn't lie. Like you shouldn't say, oh yeah, like my favorite food is seafood, even though it's not. Or like my favorite sport is football, even though it's not. I never told you to lie. And I especially didn't tell you to change for a guy. I mentioned that guys don't really pay attention to clothing. Like they might, but like they don't really, unless it's something really out of the ordinary. They don't really pay attention to makeup. So I said, you don't need to go all out. I was going in a way where it's like, okay, girls might think they have to do all this extra, but they really don't. If you actually listen to the episode, you'd realize that guys really do psychologically like someone that has a good personality, that is kind, that isn't like aggressive. Like that is just like a fact. I don't think anyone likes anyone aggressive, whether that's like a romantic relationship or a friendship. 
yeah, anyway, obviously you didn't listen, babe. Please go back and listen to that episode. You would hear multiple times how I mentioned not to change for a guy and not to like lower yourself, not to do anything and to find the right person for you. I said that multiple times, babe. I don't understand where where the lines were crossed. I don't understand why someone needed to just say something about it, but there you go. There you go. Just let me know. And, you know, on this topic, please don't change for a guy. Guys don't really notice a lot. And I think you mentioned fertility. That is like cycle. Like, how, how am I going to change my biology? How are you going to change a guy's biology? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, there is like literal research studies that show that like on a very subconscious level, guys aren't focusing on this. It's just like natural where, yes, they kind of are attractive to women that like are look fertile, look healthy. Like that is the survival of the fittest. That's biology. Babe, I've already been through so many biology classes. I don't need to go through this again, but like seriously, people need to calm down. I was just spilling facts and I was also just empowering women to like pick and choose what they want to do and also understand that guys don't really focus that much on like makeup, hair, etc. Just look healthy. Just look you. Just act like you. Don't lie and you'll find the right person for you. Don't be desperate. And I think that was like the whole message of that entire podcast episode. But obviously lines are crossed. I'm moving on because I just, yeah. Anyway, let's talk about productivity. So productivity is this huge buzzword in the self-improvement community. Being productive is praised. And I think this is a great thing. However, I find that most people, including myself, always have confused productivity with busyness. Just because you're busy and doing something all the time doesn't mean you are productive. It doesn't even mean you're efficient at it. For example, I've had this friend and I absolutely love this girl. If you're listening, I love you so much. Anyway, she finally changed her sleep schedule after I told her that she was sleeping like not enough, like three, four hours a night, a ton of caffeine, you know, doing the whole college student shebang. And during the fall semester, she thought that if she worked harder in classes, she would get a higher grade. And that's why she didn't sleep enough. But I convinced her just sleep like you think you're wasting time, but you're not. And now that she's sleeping enough, she feels a lot better and is able to focus on her classes. She boosted her productivity and is able to do the same amount of work and the same quality in less time. And that is all a what productivity is about. I think productivity isn't going and grinding for like eight hours on a homework assignment. Productivity is being able to sit down and do it in two hours and do it in three, do it in an efficient way where because you are being productive, because you're being efficient, you have more time in your day to do other things like self-care, like working out, etc. I, for example, never pull all-nighters or I don't stress too much on school. I have time to grab coffee with a friend, work out, relax, run a side hustle, read, etc. All while getting A's in my difficult computer science classes. And of course, I just mentioned that, yes, it's kind of midterm season. Things are ramping up. But overall, like I've never pulled an all-nighter and I never will. And I think because I really focus on how can I get as much work as I can done in a short amount of time rather than dragging out assignments and procrastinating and falling into really negative habits that a lot of us struggle with when it comes to school and work. So if you want to be more productive, get more done in less time and be closer to becoming the best, most productive version of you, keep on listening to this episode. 
first and foremost, to be productive, you need a plan. You need to know what you are going to do, when, and also things that are already part of your routine and already part of your schedule, like working or when you normally like to eat lunch or dinner, etc. I think for a productive day, I always time block. I always set a very rough schedule for myself so I know what to do. That way when I wake up in the morning, I don't just like sit and scroll on my phone for hours on social media because in the morning I have things to get done. Now, this time block is not strict or rigid as it was in the past. I literally remember myself counting things down to like the minute, like from like 4.05 to 4.15, I read like for 10 exact minutes, like, babe, please get a life. Anyway, I really learned how to make a time block and how to make scheduling things that work for me in a way that's like very flexible, where if things come up, if, you know, I decide I want to hang out with a friend rather than do a certain homework assignment, I'm able to move things around and change the time block. And this is such an important skill because I see so many people creating this very rigid schedule for themselves. And it seems like they're almost being ruled by their schedule and rather than them like changing up the schedule and, you know, being the ruler of their schedule. I think it's really important when you're time blocking to first figure out when are you most productive. I think too often we put in all of these things like, oh, like all the very successful people always work out in the morning when in reality, I mean, for me, working out in the evening makes more sense because I am most focused and productive in the morning. I set my heaviest and my hardest, you know, homework assignments and exams for an online class, et cetera, in the morning because I start slowing down after lunch naturally and you know, I want to make sure that I have enough mental energy and mental strength to get through difficult assignments early on. Because of this, most of my classes and most of my study time is set in the morning and the evenings are for working out and relaxation. They're things that don't require as much brain power. I also like record the podcast in the evening because it generally feels like a very normal conversation with you girls. So it's not like I'm like sitting there solving a very difficult math problem. Some people are definitely the opposite. Some people were, you know, not so good in the morning. They're really sluggish in the morning. And if you're really sluggish, then that's the time for you to like work out, organize, clean, send emails, do things that don't require a lot of focus because maybe in the middle of the day or near the end, you are super focused and that is when you're going to be most productive. I think figuring out the kind of person you are, what works best for you, when you have more energy, when do you have the most, you know, mental capacity and focus and change your time block to fit that. And don't really look at what other people on social media are doing. Like, yeah, some of those gym people go to the gym at like 4 a.m. But, you know, I don't. I used to, but I realized that maybe studying or doing difficult homework assignments would work best in the morning. So then I can go to the gym in the evening like a little treat for myself. Also, all of my priorities are on this time block, and that includes sleeping. That includes time for homework, eating, working out, hanging out with friends, etc. I think it's really important for you to have your time block, have your schedule, your weekly schedule to reflect who you want to be and who you already are as a person. For me, I really value connections. So I do have a lot of study dates already like set on a weekly schedule with all of my friends because number one, that's a really easy way to maintain a friendship, stay strong, stay connected. Number two, we both can motivate each other to work on homework during that time. So for me, that is an important part that's already in my time block and that's not really going to shift. 
things like eating lunch or eating breakfast or eating dinner, that's never going to shift. Of course, like the exact time might shift because I'm hungrier one day or I'm not hungry the next. But like, I think it's really important for you to not go to extremes because some people will like skip meals, not work out, completely isolate themselves and ghost themselves from their friends. And that's not the way to go. You need to be able to fit all of your priorities and all of the things that you want to do in your time block. I also think that it's really important. You need to specify exactly what you're going to do. So let's pretend that you have a very difficult exam to study for. It's a big exam and you're really overwhelmed. I think that when you already have your time block, right? And maybe you have, I don't know, 8 to 10 a.m. do homework. Maybe during that 8 to 10 a.m. block, you can focus on one class or one subject. Now, for me, I have multiple of these like one to two hour blocks throughout the day to do homework. And I don't really set like a specific subject on that block unless it's like, I don't know, I have a homework assignment due and I need to really get it done. But I think it's really important for you to feel like, what kind of subject am I feeling? Like some days I really would just want to code and do a lot of computer work. And other days I want to do a lot of math classes. And for me, that's what works. I really, you know, one day I'll focus heavily on one class. Next day I'll focus heavily on the other class, etc. I think you need to give yourself the flexibility and the choice. I think choice is so important. So, you know, when you are reaching your 8 a.m. time block, for example, figure out like what subject do I want to work on? Do I feel like I want to work on math or science? Like you got to pick one of these subjects. And when you pick it, you're a lot more likely to stay productive and stay focused because it's something you genuinely wanted. You didn't like pigeonhole yourself into like you have to do this subject exactly. I think, again, aside from your time block, it's really important for you to break down all of the tasks that you have to do for all your classes, work, etc. For example, if you study for exam, make sure to break down like Monday, I'm going to study this chapter. Tuesday, I'll study the next chapter. Wednesday, I'll do these practice problems. You need to have a very specific plan. So when you go to do a homework block and you decide, okay, I want to do calculus, right? You already know, okay, today is Monday, so I'm going to do chapters one to two and calculus. This is really important because number one, you have the time block, so you have that structured time to work on your homework, for example. Number two, you give yourself the choice of, okay, I want to work on calculus right now. Number three, you already have this plan set in place of like very reachable goals every single day for a certain task, for a certain subject, for a certain exam, a work deadline, etc. When you're making all of these time blocks, all of these schedules, and even like breaking down big tasks like studying for an exam or finishing a work presentation, you need to understand Parkinson's law. So if you have a task, it will expand to take up this time you give it. If you give yourself an hour to code, you can get the same done in an hour than three unfocused hours. Trust me, as a computer science major, I have seen myself be super productive and get a ton done in one hour that's really focused, I'm really on top of it. Or if I'm like kind of talking to friends, kind of, you know, scrolling on TikTok, it will take me three hours to do the same exact task. So for me to be extra productive, I often set a one hour timer. This timer gets me moving, it gets me grinding because I say once the timer is up, I have to put away my work. And so when the timer goes off, I put away my work and this trains my brain to see, okay, I only get one hour to work on this subject, this, you know, whatever work presentation. So I'm going to really focus because after one hour, I don't have to do it anymore. 
Of course, you know, once in a while you have an assignment that's taking a bit longer than you expected. That's okay. Sometimes you do have a genuine like homework that's due tomorrow and you're going to need to spend a ton of time on it. That's okay. I'm saying generally when you give yourself a tight time frame of when you do a certain assignment, when you do a certain project, when you clean, when you work out, etc. It helps you be way more efficient because a lot of these tasks will expand to take up the time that you give it. In conclusion for this little section, definitely do a time block, but make sure it is flexible. Make sure that, you know, you have wiggle room. You have things that can move, that can flex. You don't like freak out if something doesn't go your way, if you miss the bus and now, you know, you're stuck at school for like an extra hour talking from relatable experience. Allow things to move and change because that's life. But also if you have some small structure, it's definitely really helpful and make sure that you are being really realistic with your time block. Like don't just out of the blue think that you can study for like eight hours straight when genuinely you can't. And it's just important for you to take all of the tasks that you have to do and cut them down into bite-sized chunks so you can complete all of these and feel that sense of gratification. And the sense of gratification will lead to more motivation for all of your tasks that you have to do. Second is stop multitasking on high brain power activities. So even when you have this beautiful time blocked plan, this beautiful color coded Google calendar, you may feel the urge to multitask. You might think you're being more productive by doing multiple things at once, but if you're doing anything related to work or studying or something really creative that definitely takes up a lot of focus and energy, aka any sort of studying, doing a presentation for work, doing something that's like art and it takes up all of your brain power, these are high brain power activities. They need your 100% focus. Multitasking in these high brain power activities will not help you in the long run because your brain cannot concentrate on many things at once. Our brains literally were not designed to multitask. When our brains are trying to multitask, we're just like rapidly switching between tasks, like within like a couple seconds, like, okay, we're doing art, click, we're watching TikTok, click, we're doing art, click, we're cleaning our room, click, like, it's a very like fast switch and you might not feel this, but it does tire out the brain and it makes your brain less efficient. It makes you more likely to make mistakes. So please, if you're doing something really important for work or studying or doing something that definitely requires a lot of just focus, stay focused and do not let yourself multitask. And sometimes if you're anything like me, you have like these weird thoughts pop up, like you're studying and all of a sudden it's like, is a tomato a fruit or a vegetable? Like out of nowhere, these thoughts come out, I swear. And so what I do is I like tuck that thought away and I just say, okay, I can, you know, research this when I'm done with, you know, my focused hour or something. And again, this is why it's really nice to have like a structured time, like for one hour I study, because then after the hour is up, you can genuinely go and like research, is a tomato a fruit or vegetable, which by the way, it's a fruit. This also slightly relates to Parkinson's law because again, if you're doing homework and then you're, you know, also jumping to answer an email and then baking a banana bread, you're not really going to be as efficient as you could be on homework and it's going to take you 10 times longer. And I think that's why I actually never even liked going to the gym because I find that it was such a big place where like I would have to go and find the machine, then I'd have to set up the machine, then I'd have to, you know, weight lift, then I'd put the machine back and go to the other machine. And it's like, that would take like literally three hours in the gym. And I don't have that kind of time. So I work out at home. But like, honestly, 
sometimes a lot of these tasks, especially if you're having to do all of these switches, all of these different tasks at once, you're just not as efficient and it takes up so much extra time. Third is take breaks and practice self-care. So a lot of people forget when they are doing their studying, their homework, they feel really overwhelmed. They forget to take breaks. So taking breaks will help you be more productive. It's just science. So if you study, I study anywhere focused for an hour to an hour and 30 minutes. According to Andrew Huberman from his podcast, this is about how long your brain can be in deep work mode. So really focused, no distractions before tiring out. Then I take a 10 to 30 minute break where I do a quick walk, stretch, grab a snack, pet my dog, etc. And then I do another focused study or work session. Trust me that you want to give yourself a break after you do like an hour or an hour and 30 minutes and it needs to be a boring break, okay? A lot of us, and I am included, will sometimes click on our phones and start scrolling and doing YouTube and TikTok and Instagram, etc. That's not going to help us. You know why? Because having these very, I guess, stimulating types of breaks will make it 10 times harder to get back to the task at hand. So make sure that you're doing a boring break, something that like once you are done with your break, you're actually excited to go and engage your mind in your task. And this is something that James Clear in Atomic Habits wrote, where it's a lot harder to go from like TikToks to studying than it is from like a boring walk to studying, because with the boring walk, your mind is like, I'm bored, I have nothing to do. And so when you get back to studying, you're way more likely to stay focused and be motivated and be excited to start studying and using your brain again. You can also not be productive if you're super burned out. I think it's really important that you sleep, right? At least six and a half if you can't, seven to eight hours. Eat healthy, exercise, etc. Spend time with family, spend time with friends, do face masks. I think you need to put that kind of time in your time lock and put times within your day to just chill. Like for me, when I'm eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I don't let myself really multitask when I'm doing that because, like, that's my 20 minutes to just sit and eat and relax and maybe catch up with my mom or catch up with a friend. I also think it's really important to have those fun time blocks throughout the week where you're looking forward to it and that can help push your productivity forward because you have a reward at the end. You are so excited to go and hang out with your friend, you know, tomorrow or the next day, or you have a fun date planned or a fun nail appointment planned. So it's always important to have something you look forward to within your week that not only allows you to rest and recharge, but it also helps to prevent burnout. I think rewarding yourself in general, especially when you're studying or doing something that you are really struggling with, but you're still putting in the effort, that calls for a reward. And rewarding yourself is so crucial because it kind of, not only does it make your task that you struggled but eventually got done something worthwhile and you really feel like you are getting rewarded by it but you're way more likely to like next time this kind of task rolls around do it because you know that you have reward at the end of it so reward yourself with a coffee or a sweet treat or a trip to the gym or just a nice walk outside a call with a friend there are so many ways that you can reward yourself and a lot of times I reward myself multiple times throughout the week whether it's a little sweet treat in the evening or hang out with a friend for some extra time. I think it's important to just give ourselves that extra love that we need, especially if we're feeling burnt out and we find it you know, hard to really focus on any task. 
Fourth is use the two minute rule. So if you're not like in the mood to be productive, right? We've we've all been in the moods where we just want to sit and be a vegetable. I like to follow the two minute rule. The rule states that if an action can be completed in two minutes or less, it should be done right away without any hesitation. And that also includes tasks that aren't very urgent or high priority. This two minute rule was officially coined by David Allen in the book, Getting Things Done. So pretty much what it means is let's say that you said you were going to clean your room and you've been procrastinating, you weren't productive, you've been sitting scrolling through social media all the time. How about for two minutes, you vacuum. Vacuuming, especially if your room is like fairly small like mine, shouldn't take that long. It should take about two to three minutes. And trust me, once you start, you kind of like get the bug. And once you get the ball rolling, it's a lot easier to have the ball continue rolling. Once an object is in motion, it stays in motion. So for me, I like to really do this for anything. So let's say I don't want to study. I make myself just study for two to five minutes. And oftentimes that's just enough for me to continue studying. Sometimes when it comes to working out, I don't feel like it, but I say, okay, Alana, go and run for five minutes. And after five minutes, I'm generally willing to go and do my full run because I mean, I already am outside. I already have my running shoes on, etc. Fifth, And finally, reduce distractions. To be productive, you need to like run away from distractions, run away from all of the things that are trying to steal your attention. Because quite frankly, we're in the type of world that always is vying for your attention. Your attention is money. It is currency. And this is why it's really important to focus on what is distracting you from your tasks. Research has calculated that it takes you 23 minutes to regain your focus after a distraction. 23 minutes. Imagine working and then after 10 minutes you get a call from a friend and then another 10 minutes. Then you watch TikTok. Like no wonder you're getting nothing done because you're always being distracted. When you're working, keep your phone on silent and away from your line of vision. I like to put my phone in my bag. Sometimes just the cue of like looking at my phone on the table, even if it's face down, makes me want to touch it and scroll and tap around and waste time and distract myself, especially if I like I'm doing a homework assignment that I really have been dreading. Also, during the day, I have this setting on my phone where it turns black and white. Because it's black and white, it's kind of ugly. And I don't want to look at an ugly phone, so I'm a lot less likely to scroll on my phone because of it. So definitely try turning your phone on black and white and just notice how it's not as visually appealing anymore. Also, when it comes to listening to music, the music that has been proven by research to boost brain power is classical music, binaural beats, and music you know and love like Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, etc., but a classical version. So what I find really cool is that, yes, all of this classical binaural beats music is very, very good for your brain, But if there is a familiar like Ariana Grande song and you find a classical version, one that doesn't have any words, it just has like um, violins playing it or a piano, it actually does help you focus. And I have been listening to a lot of like pop covers like that are classical of pop songs. It's been very interesting because I feel a lot more productive. But really, if you're listening to music, put on noise canceling headphones that helps you stay in the zone, but really make sure that you're not listening to any types of music that have words in them because words, whether they're in English or a language you don't know, can kind of, you like subconsciously will try to like listen to the words and so you'll be a lot less focused. 
Another tip is listen to the same playlist or the same song when you study. It gets you in such a zone and sometimes it makes like a habit, right? When you listen to this song, when you listen to this playlist, this is like your studying playlist. So you have to be studying. You have to be focused. If you study with friends, set a timer to work, then talk. I think it is possible to be productive with friends, but you really do have to be disciplined. Like you need to say, okay, for an hour, we're going to study. And then for 10 minutes, we're going to walk and talk. And then for another hour, we'll study, right? You need to be disciplined about it. Otherwise, both of you aren't going to get anything done. I've learned this from trial and error. If you can't be disciplined or your friend can't be disciplined, then maybe it's best to study alone. Just understand how you focus and how you work best. I think that's really important. Finally, I love to do deep work early in the morning. Deep work is a period of an hour or two of uninterrupted focused work on a difficult task. I already mentioned doing the hardest things in my time block first, but I do this super early, like 5 a.m. I used to work out at this time, but I found that I enjoyed working out in the evening where I had physical energy, but my mental energy was not there. Early in the morning, I have a ton of mental energy, and it's also too early for anyone to be texting me, going into my room, or asking me for favors, so that is when I get a ton of very focused work done. Definitely be sure to like look at your day and see when is a time that I can be undisturbed and really focus on a homework assignment or a work project. Okay, and finally, I'm going to give a little bonus tip. Find out your time wasters. To be more productive, you can have a plan. You can have everything, but you need to figure out where these little pockets of time is going because sometimes you might not realize like you're spending a ton of time on your phone, but that's just like five minutes in line at Starbucks, another five minutes when you're waiting for the bus, etc. If you're scrolling through socials too much, download an anti-scroll blocker on your phone. I did this and my time on Instagram has dropped from like over an hour a day to about 20 minutes. Considering I'm a content creator, I always had an excuse of like, oh, my time on Instagram is high because I'm creating content. I was a big fat liar, okay? I was just scrolling a little too much just like everybody else. So I downloaded this anti-scroll blocker and it's free and it's helped me a lot just like you know, scroll for like five minutes, but then it immediately shuts off my scrolling. And so it kind of gives me a sign that, okay, I need to go and do other things. Other time wasters include reading news articles, talking too much to your friend, reading too much, etc. I'm not saying that like reading the news or talking to your friends or reading is bad. I'm saying that sometimes we use them as a way to procrastinate the tasks that we need to get done, or sometimes we use them as a way to just like distract ourselves from the, you know, homework assignments, from the laundry that needs to be done, etc. So be really mindful of how you are using your time. And if you, for example, do still want to talk a ton to your friends, but you notice that they're taking away from like your sleep, for example, because you're talking late in the evening, ask them if they'd be willing to talk maybe, you know, on your lunch break or as you both are going to the gym, etc. I think finding a way to combine what you already really like to do with things that are already in your schedule can be a really big tip. But overall, just figure out where is your time going and be more mindful of like all of these like little things that you do when you want to get out of work. All right. Well, I hope you really like this episode. I need to go to bed. It's like 10 p.m. by now, but I hope that you gained some inspiration, some tips for boosting your productivity. I think definitely be kind to yourself. Productivity and being a more productive person is a process. You don't just get there by being productive for one day. It's just a process of daily habits to becoming the best version of yourself. 
Be sure to follow this podcast and all of my socials. Give this podcast a rating and a review and also answer the Spotify question for a shout out hopefully, and definitely by next week. I will not be doing a negative shout out, but you know, I just had to get it in there. So hope you enjoyed that and I'll see you next week, my love. Bye-bye.